Magic cares, it doesn't give a shit. Welcome to Last Men on Earth. My name is Lex Jurgen. As always, I'm flanked by Matt Ralston. Matt cried when he saw the guy at United Airlines being dragged off the plane. What reminded Matt of that time he joined the Mile High Club. Not by choice, and yes, at the hands of an elderly Asian man. I used to masturbate on nearly every flight. Did you really? In the bathroom. Oh, I I, I assume that's what people were doing in there. Uh, <laughs> also, the guys who had blankets, guys who asked for blankets. Mm-hmm. I just assume are up to up to no good. There's always those weird stories about people like having sex in their seats during the plane flight. Yeah, and nobody notices where they get. I'm like, that's just wrong. That's just wrong. I I don't care. Go have sex in the toilet like everybody else. Yeah, there's something about just sitting there. Your mind starts swarming. I mean, I was driving back from. Palm Springs this weekend solo and you know just figured I'd pop one out you know you're I don't think it's a danger isn't that distracted driving the definition of distracted driving I would say you're even more focused I would say if you're watching porn while you're doing that uh well yeah you don't want to do that okay so that's your limit is your limit is just one hand off the steering wheel (laughs) fair enough uh remind me not to road trip with you this week's show (laughs) is sponsored by the new Katy Perry footwear offering the Hillary Named after Hillary Clinton. This is a true story, by the way. Mm. When looking for an aspirational shoe model, consider an elderly, elderly pear-shaped woman with a fake smile who trips and falls down a lot. The Hillary. When you absolutely positively want your husband not to touch you ever again. What kind of shoe is it? Like- yeah, she did a... Oh, see, she made just some pumps, some regular shoe, women's shoes. But Hillary sent a picture to Katy Perry of herself wearing them and, like, smiling. Mm. And so Katy Perry, in honor of her, renamed the shoe the Hillary. I, there's a lot of things you might... You and I don't, but someone might respect Hillary Clinton for. Wanting to look like Hillary Clinton seems like a real, like a very small, a very small number of people. That's sexist. Are you telling me I'm sexist? Oh, I'm absolutely sexist. No, I think commenting on the way she dressed especially was like well within bounds. She she dressed like MC Hammer. It was or, or like... I mean, if Donald Trump wore a bright like yellow suit or, yes. or Obama, do you think no one would have been like... What is this, cross colors? Like, what's going on? I think what uh, Hillary Clinton's wardrobe proved during 2016 was, like, when you're par- when you're pear-shaped, when you have a big hips and big ass, there's literally no amount of money you can spend to make that not not, not look that way. Like, there's just, she. I mean, she spent must have spent, I, I think the numbers were actually, like, in the several hundred thousands of dollars on her wardrobe, mm-hmm. and they still couldn't make it go away. You could go... Not that you need to. She's an old lady. Like, who cares? But I'm saying you could go do some Pilates or something, spend that money on a personal trainer. Yeah, or just say I'm sort of dumpy shaped and who gives a shit because I'm running for president, right? But when you try to fashion up, that's... Yeah, she wore a lot of really bright colors, too. It was very odd. It was like a, it was like a, like she was in a like a tropical reggae band or something at some point. But no one mentioned that Trump's kind of a fat ass. Oh, he is overweight. Yeah, he said I could drop like 10 or 15. It was like, no, more like 30, 35, 40. <laughs> 
But he's 6'2", or whatever he is, 6'3", so he carries it a lot better. Well, I think both of them need to figure out, I mean, the point's kind of moot at this point, but uh, so when they moved into the White House, Kellyanne Conway, um, she like usually the whatever her position is, they have like a, a better office. And Over, hers, overly, tan, overly tan woman, blonde woman? Yeah. What, what is she, by the way? I'm sorry. She's his chief advisor or something? Like uh, I think she left, didn't she? She was his like, chief spokesman. I think she was person. the head of the transition team. Or yeah. Well, something. she ran the campaign in the last few months. The well, point being that her office was like really crappy, and everyone was like, oh, man, you must be in, not in his good graces. And she was like, no, it just has to be close to his because otherwise it can't be upstairs because he won't walk up the stairs. <laughs> like He's just lazy is what I'm getting at. Hey, he plays golf. Come on. Golf is a heavy, heavy <laughs> aerobic thing. By the way, so here's the thing about the Masters. I want to mention before I forget about it. So I watched the Masters last week because it was the only thing on at the gym while I was doing my rigorous uh, uh, bicycle workouts. Were you running like 600 miles? Yeah, I was. Yeah. It's like, by the way, you can ride the bicycle like at level two for like, oh, I don't know, 37 hours straight <laughs> and work off 50 calories. But so you're watching a lot of golf. Here's the thing I didn't understand about golf. One, it's not a sport. I think we can agree on that. Yes. Uh, two, half the guys are definitely, half to two-thirds of the guys are definitely overweight. There was a 60-year-old guy who was, like, winning for a while. And then there's, the courses are, like, 450 yards long. They're excessively long courses. And the very first thing do, the guys do is hit the ball 330 yards. So they just take away, like, two-thirds to three-quarters of the entire course in one shot. <laughs> and then once, it's just like a long, it's like three football fields of grass. They just fly over. Why don't they just start at 150 yards away? It doesn't make any sense. It's like it's like that new playoff system of football where you start with the ball to 25. Yeah. That's essentially what it is. The first 75 yards don't matter. Everyone hits it that three-quarters of the distance the, enti- the first time they hit the ball, and then they all walk really slowly down there to, to really start the real game. Uh, I think extremely uh, depraved people who make weird choices would tell you that the drive is the exciting part. <laughs> but they can't even follow the ball on TV. Well, I mean, along that line, when you hit a home run in baseball... Just walk, walk back to the dugout, tip your cap, and walk. Why do you got to do this stupid charade of running around? The I'm business? with you on that, but at least you hit a home run. I mean, it's like in golf, you hit the ball. The goal is to hit the ball straight, essentially straight for 300 yards, and then to start the real game. Which, by the way, is just miniature golf. Well, golf, <laughs> just while being a garbage activity, it does provide some some quality bloopers when the guy hits it into the pond or something and then he has to like strip down and he falls in yeah i don't i think you're thinking about movies i, I didn't see that i didn't see that anywhere the masters i saw like 45 fat 45 year old guys like with the guy carrying their clubs for them pulling it out and then the the, the, the announcers all use the words like dangerous shot historically courageous like epic like this is a battle we have, i mean war they're using like war analogies over and over again and these like fat guys are just like swinging the club and they say, brilliant, a brilliant shot. I'm like, what? Like, they must have horrendous diets because just walking that far, you're going you're gonna to lose quite a bit of weight. Right, they do it four days a week, too. So they're out there playing four days a week, essentially, for most of the year, and they're still fat, which means they're not hitting the gym at all. I don't know. Mm. I just, I don't, it really made me despise golf, and I felt like the winner wasn't deserving because he had, like, <laughs> 17 really horrible shots, but the guy who lost had 18 horrible shots. So, yeah, it was very... See, like you fall back into the into the winning spot. All right, that's my thing against golf. If you wish, contact the show to someone on Twitter, Last Man Podcast, Facebook, also Last Man Podcast. All right, Matt, I'm going to open on a very sensitive topic to you: the topic of date rape. Mm. Uh, not because you're the victim. Uh, I just want to point out it is a National Sexual Assault Month. What is date rape? It's when you're on a date and someone rapes you. Uh, no, I believe it is uh, technically anytime you're raped by someone you know. 
like someone you're with uh, consensually, mm-hmm. but then uh, you have sex with un- non-consensually. Oh, so you don't have to like go bowling or anything no, for it to be a date rape. No, it doesn't have to be like a Denny's. Like <laughs> a Netflix and chill rape yes. counts as a date rape. Well, it would be also like a friend or like a coworker or someone like someone you permit into your presence. And then uh, even romantic, even romantically, and then they carry it too far. They That's like ninety percent of all rapes, right? The vast majority of rapes are are, are known known assailant rapes. Yes. Mm. In fact, the number of non known assailant rapes has been dropping dramatically in this country for the last twenty years, to the point that it's actually no, it's not rare, but it's fairly rare. Uh, and that's one reason is because they just started locking up actual rapey rape guys, mm-hmm. like for life. And the other is they just, you know, they report it and they, you know, they have a lot better policing of it. So almost all, the only growth area for rape is, is like fraternity rape, date rape, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, yeah. So you're almost, it's just like kidnapping. When the ki- kids are kidnapped, it's almost always a family member. Like there was always a scare, like a random guy is kidnapping children. It's almost, re- almost never At the case. At a certain point, we got to stop calling it kidnapping when the 16-year-old chick skips town with the <laughs> teacher. Right. Yes. Like, uh, I'm pretty sure she's ducking by. Yeah. Let's just call it, let's just call it the spring, way of the let's cop just, car. Let's just call it spring break. <laughs> no, you're just, right. But, but in most of those cases, they were, you know, these were those Amber Alerts and all those cases. And there was like in the early, um, like in the early, late 80s, early 90s when cable TV came around, they started calling every child missing child a kidnapping case mm. to really ramp up the you know the tension for cable news, and then they went back and looked, and almost all of them were family members of divorced dads or grandparents who had taken the kid. Almost no stranger danger actually existed, but it scared that the effect on the psyche of the American people was tremendous. If you look at the polling, they all believed that they were just like mothers suddenly all believed there were just people in the bushes ready to take their children. Yeah, and they actually they actually attribute that to a lot of like. The overparenting, the overprotection of moms with kids in the last twenty-five years. The hovering, the hovering moms, the, like the nervous moms, like the, the you know the, the you know everyone's a pedophile mom kind of thing, was based off what happened over that like initial cable TV run when they just you know Nancy Grace scared the fucking shit out of every mom that there was a kidnapper waiting in every corner for their child or molester sounds, for their child. Sounds plausible. Completely uh, I don't know. Plausible. I might have made that up. Okay, so it is uh, National Sexual Assault Awareness Month. Usually you take the month off, I think, to go to the Bahamas. <laughs> You've got to get out of the country. Uh, by the way, did you know, so there is now, like, I don't know how they decide what the national month is, but I went and actually looked it up, and there are 15 things that are actual the awareness, the awareness month this month. Yeah, yeah. Which is getting a little excessive. It's, it's Alcohol Awareness Month. It's like... Don't beat your children month. It's, uh, it's a few. all ad agencies, right? Uh, no, I think it's a congressperson gets it passed, you know, pet cause passed. Hmm. It's official, but it's like official to the tune of like a congressman passing. But somebody. they're lobbied by like a special interest, like Hallmark or something. Or they just want a photo op or whatever. I mean, who, and by the way, who's going to say no? Like, well, who's a congressman going to go like, no, child abuse month? No, no, we're, we're not bringing awareness to child abuse. I don't know. I think we have enough month. I mean, like, no one celebrates them. We don't need these months. Well, this is why there's a lot of pressure, I think, to step up your game if you're in awareness month. You have to, like, before when there was only one, it was like, so like Black History Month in February, right? It's very famous. I'm down with that. Everyone knows February is Black History Month because it was just, it was one of the original ones. And so you don't need a, you don't need a lot of PR around it. But now there's like 15 of these things. So sexual assault needs like some PR. So you have like all the celebrities on, on social media coming out. This every April they come out with their never before told stories about how they too were raped. Mm. And you know maybe they were, maybe they weren't, but somehow the rate seems to be a hundred percent in Hollywood. <laughs> like the national average is like I think seven percent or eight percent. 
But in Hollywood, it's up in the upper 90s. Right, right. So either it's a self-selection process where girl, young women who were raped then move to Hollywood to become actresses. Or a lot of them are li- a lot of them are lying. Well, I feel like Hollywood itself is pretty rapey, but they're saying it's when they're younger usually. Well, they don't say. Well, here's the point. So Abigail Breslin came out uh, today, uh, yesterday, today, with her own tale to join. The, I call them, you know, the the the, the bona fides, uh, saying that she was implying that she was uh, assault, sexually assaulted by a known assailant, a date rape, if you will, Matt. And she posted a little slogan saying, like, even if he's your boyfriend or even if he's your husband, that doesn't mean he has consent. Just, I would say with the husband, you absolutely have consent. Well, ironically, in the Muslim, whatever you want to do, in the Muslim world, for sure, in the beta male society of Hollywood, probably, probably not so much. By the way, like, well, within reason. I yeah, mean, I mean, you know, I don't know, you know, I don't know, husbands. I mean, husbands raping wives is obviously, I guess, it happens. Uh, it shouldn't happen with really any frequency in the Western world, where you can leave your husband in half a second. But I'm sure it happens. But it's still, it can't be reported as a crime very often. Seems like very it'd be very difficult to prove. Um, I mean, unless there was a history of violence and somehow in the relationship. But I always felt like this is like for guys who don't know, like guys who assume if you take a girl to Hawaii that you get to have sex with her. Every guy assumes that, right? Yeah. But you know, if she says no, most guys go, "Okay, that totally sucks, and this is the worst trip ever." But I'm not going to rape. I'm not going to rape you. Yeah, obviously you can't rape, or you do. You can say you're not allowed to sleep in the room anymore. Yeah, you can get your own room now. There's no awareness month for that. That's what I would do. <laughs> yeah, there's no, there's no. Or you can't be the guy. By the way, also uh, uh, similarly, you can't be the guy who takes a girl on vacation and she's having her period, and then tell her that we're not going. We're not going anymore. <laughs> or this, or you ruin the vaca- You ruin the vacation. If you go to Hawaii with me, all right. Look. <clears throat> There's going to be a conversation of, what the fuck did you think this was exactly, right? Yeah, I, I no, I totally agree with you. But we all know legally, right? You can't rape a woman. Well, no, I'm not saying you should. I'm just saying. And like, the guys, who, the guys who would do that anyhow, they're not going to be moved by national awareness month or a hashtag, right? I mean, this, no. This, 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 what is what is this really saw? But here's the bigger issue. Abigail Breslin mentioned that she was assaulted. But of course, once again, there was no mention of who did it, you know, any circumstance behind it. And not that she's lying about it, but is it really, are we progressing anywhere on this topic if you're just allowed to go on social media and say, I was sexually assaulted, I know this is going on, I'm one of you. By the way, I'm not going to name the guy because then he might be able to defend himself and tell a different story. (laughs) I mean, if 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 you're actually bringing up saying you're a victim of crime or you're accusing someone of a crime, you know, without their name, isn't, aren't we at the point now when you need to start naming names and actually making shit happen? Well, I think that would probably be one of the most productive ways of going about, <clears throat> you know, solving, helping to the, better this problem. Uh, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of women that just don't want to re- rehash it and get too involved. You know, maybe it happened a long time ago. Maybe the guy's dead. You don't know. Well, I, agree, I agree with not wanting to rehash it, but you just rehashed it. You just brought it up to, like, millions of people on social media. How, uh, tens of thousands of whom are like calling you brave and, and and saying what a great person you are. And by the way, one of them might be just dating the guy who raped you five years ago, and they don't know because you haven't told anybody. Right. No, I I agree that you should sort of say it, it, at the very least say what happened, so we can go. Uh, no, nah, that's not really rape. Or uh, 
you know, like, but where does it stop? Like, is she gonna like? Well, what was it? A finger? Was it a, a pussy? You know, like, like at a certain point, like maybe they're not was, totally maybe obligated. She was, maybe she was kicked outside her room in Hawaii. Like, you're gonna kick her out. <laughs> and he still tried to finger her through the you know, the, 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 the lanai. I don't know. I mean, I, it, remember the, the stories about uh, uh, those ladies like in Hollywood are saying uh, uh, Rose McGowan how she claims she was assault, harassed, and or assaulted, sexually assaulted, actually by. Uh, someone in Hollywood, but you want a director, but you won't name his name. It just seems to me at some point we're at the point now when you need. To, I mean, we pass that point. We just circle back to a useless point. Where you actually, if you're going to accuse, if you're going to say a crime occurred, you're obligated to say some more information beyond that. Well, you know how I'm super vindictive, right? I'm consumed by shit that happened a long time ago. Oh yeah, um, no, I'm well aware. So if that was me, I'd be like, here's where the guy lives. Why don't you kick his ass when you see him in public? I mean, I got, you know, kind of roughed up by the cops one time. Unfortunately, I don't have the guy's badge number. But if I did, and it was like Police Brutality Awareness Month, I'd be, I'd be tweeting the guy's name out. I'd be giving as much information as possible because, like, I want that guy's life to be fucked up and ruined. Yes. that's what, So uh, you would be a perfect date rape victim. Yes. You, you would have mentioned. I mean, I think we're at the point now when you just say, I believe, I believe she was assaulted or whatever. I don't disbelieve her that it happened. All I'm saying is, if you're going to actually make Sexual Assault Awareness Month count, maybe get a sexual assaulter off the street. You know, maybe right. get, the, you know, there aren't that many, the population, despite what people make you believe, the percentage of guys who are sexual assaulters mm-hmm. is not that high. A guy, the percent of guys who are pigs is really high. The percent of guys who rape women is really low. And when you take one guy, and one guy who does it, does it like 50 times. They're always repeat, massively repeat offenders. Yeah, I'm assuming a small number of guys are responsible for a large number of that. Yeah, which is why the, the sexual assault numbers have dropped dramatically in the U.S. because they started putting them behind bars for 25 to life. And once they, once they did that, the numbers dropped dramatically because it's like a small number of guys committing a lot of offenses. I just, you know, I don't speak on behalf of all women, Matt. No. But I think I, I speak on behalf of women who've been victimized when I say, like, put up or just shut up, really. Just shut up because you're not advancing. You're not advancing the ball at all. You're just like making yourself into a hero for a day. Yeah, and then tomorrow nothing's ha- nothing's coming. You up just want to be uh, in the club for a minute, like uh, like Miley Cyrus saying she's a lesbian. Yes, <laughs> like, <laughs> as she's you know nursing like a sore vagina from. I mean, I think being... you and I have solved the problem of sexual assault awareness month. You're welcome, <laughs> sexual assault awareness month. You need a you need a guy's opinion. I think Let's get rid this. of it. Yes, get it out of here. Yes. So I would love, I would love like the child abuse awareness month people to get in a fight with like the sexual assault awareness people, and just go like, look, man, we're child abuse. Get the, get the fuck out. Get the fuck out. Well, how about <laughs> you're like taking uh, our, you're taking up, you're taking up our time. Yeah, on that like awareness. How about here's what we do about sexual assault awareness month. Like we're, we're all completely aware that it's an issue. Well, I think it's, this is t- to me. This is this is uh, like tantamount to like the- when gay when they talk about like gay people don't come out. And they so they they'll make a check, they'll write a check, or they'll you know tweet a cause, but they don't like guys in Hollywood don't come out as gay. Whereas everyone has sort of acknowledged like that would be by far the most powerful statement they could make. And it's sort of like you know in terms of advancing like the the, the normalization of, of, of people being gay. And so yeah, as you're writing checks behind the scenes, you know I don't know Kevin Spacey, but like you know the biggest thing you do is have like 50 big actors come out as gay. That would normalize. There'd be a little bit of murmur, and then like a year from now everything would be completely normalized. Yeah. It's the same with sexual assault. I mean, name the names. Yes, you'll be you'll get a guy saying shit back about you, and that's the price you pay. But you'll be saving a lot of sexual assaults. 
Well, unfortunately for a lot of these people, it's just not that near and dear. I mean, the other 11 months, this is something they care about for a day, and then it's kind of over, right? Well, there was all, when the, the Trump thing came out last fall before the election, all the women remember were coming out with their own stories. Like the woman who wrote the article about how Trump hit on her when she was her, husband, her boyfriend was going to get hot chocolate. Yeah, it was just like everybody had a sexual assault harassment story. It was it was pretty amazing, and it can't possibly be a hundred percent. All right, have a good Brez and listen to Matt and I. We have some, we have some good advice for you. Change your name. You can repost you can repost your picture about husbands don't have consent. By the way, any any, any husbands who have consent uh, are probably single. So. You just work out a deal with your wife. If, if she's like, you don't always have consent, be like, well, then we're getting divorced. Yes. Uh, yes. That's fucking ridiculous. Yes. Or become a Mormon or a Muslim or something. <laughs> there are places you get this done. All right, Matt. Moving on to uh, something that really is outrageous uh, because you were trying desperately to get sued by the Trump family. Uh, <laughs> you repeatedly called Melania Trump a, a whore, a hooker. It's on my website, Matt Ralston. In fact, if you just Google Melania Trump prostitute, it's the first thing that comes up. You called her a, 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 a hooker, a strumpet, a lady of the evening, a sexual worker, uh, a woman who does uh, sexual favors with men for money. Uh, some other biblical terms I can't think of. Yeah. Yeah, uh, some really bad, really, really bad shit on a very light amount of evidence. Mostly circumstantial evidence. Um, and also something uh, something a, a, a source told you. Yeah, but I know the guy. And also, you know, she paid a very expensive apartment off in uh, Manhattan for uh, several years. And I believe she's done three modeling gigs. And I believe two of them were she was naked in them. So I don't know. It wasn't, uh, wasn't well paid. Uh, so basically, using the exact same evidence you have, the Daily Mail published the same story. She also fucked Donald Trump. That, sorry, that's the number one piece of evidence. Uh, yes. Well, I, I, here's my feeling. When Donald Trump found out, when there was ruled today that she was not a prostitute, did Trump go and ask for his money back? <laughs> like, what? She's not, she wasn't a prostitute? You owe me $875. <laughs> uh, I think we all can agree that uh, she was up to something... Uh, Lurid, whatever it was, whether it was a criminally. Again, you got to be really careful when you accuse people of a crime, which prostitution is, is a whole different standard for that. And you have to have some solid proof for that. Now, you did not get sued. Somehow they overlooked you in the, uh, in the lane that laying the groundwork for massive civil suits. But they went up to the Daily Mail for $150 million, and everyone kind of laughed at it. I'll say this for Trump he's going to get a headlines, right? He's a master of headlines. Yeah. So he sued the Daily Mail for $150 million, and Right away, I mean, pretty much just a few weeks later, they settled for $3 million and a massively fake but massively embarrassing apology <laughs> about the fact. I love, by the way, I love apolo- forced apologies. Like, what is the obsession people have with forced apologies? Like, would you give a shit if someone did a, if someone wronged you, would you care if they gave a fake apology to your face? No, uh, I don't even care if people pretend like they like me. Like the waiter, I, I don't need a smile. I don't need a how you do. I just, what do you want? What yeah. is, there's something like guys like Trump and all these guys, they have to get like the fake apology. I think it's like a humbling. It's like a domination. Yeah, thing or it's something. a total, uh, you know, it's a total having power over someone to make them uh, say something they don't want to be saying. It's, it's essentially a very low degree of rape. Yeah, I remember we got sued one time and we had a threat of sued one time from a celebrity. And part of it was like for a, a charge we made against them. And I remember that they, the attorney insisted we do like this really heavy duty apology whatever, which everyone knows is fake and only makes them seem more guilty, and I don't really quite understand it. When someone issues a fake apology, it just makes the person who received the apology look even more, even worse. 
Yeah. Like, like it's like you even know you're guilty, and now you you what you want a small thing in court. Now this guy's faking an apology to you. You're probably really guilty. Well, there's such yeah, there's such a weird art to it because you can write an apology that's so steeped in passive aggression and yes. insincerity, but like, I don't think you can write a fake apology that's like. Uh, we're not really sorry. In fact, we think we were right, but we were forced to write this. Like, you can't do that, right? Well, like, no. But if they said, like, it turns out we didn't follow journalistic standards, we had no sourcing or whatever, which is actually the truth, and we're sorry that we didn't follow through on what we should have done for journalistic standards, that would have been a real apology. But when you say she's a wonderful woman who's never hooked in her life, she's an upstanding mom, and all that kind of crap, then it's like everyone knows it's completely fake, and it's been written by the attorneys. Mm -hmm. So that's bullshit. But she won the $3 million. Uh, But here's my question. Matt, who do you feel, since you did also try to get sued for $3 million, who do you feel is the wronged, the rightfully wronged party? (laughs) (laughs) If you're still out there to be sued, if everyone wants to sue Matt, he's still out there to be sued. By the way, $3 million, hey, $3 million is $3 million. That's a check that's kind of, This is not the kind of thing where, like, the Trump goes, like, yeah, don't worry about it. We just want the apology. <laughs> no, no, dude. They're money people. They're going to take the money. And I, don't, I don't get why they gave up so fast. Why didn't they just take her to take her to court and have her be deposed and then, you know, then find out she was lying and then, uh, you know. Well, because they, they were, they were, I think someone said you might, remember the Hulk Hogan case? I yeah. mean, they might actually have lost $150 million. That put Gawker out of business. I mean, Trump does know some people. They sued him in New York. Yeah. Everyone, by the way, everyone said the same thing about Gawker. Like, just stand up, say what happened, and nothing's good, nothing bad's going to happen. Right. And then uh, uh, Terry Bolin got $120 million, and Gawker went bankrupt and had to sell had to sell themselves. So, I mean, that was like a shocker to everybody. That, like, you can just say shit about people, and by the way, they can sue you for $100 million, and your company goes out of business. Right. It actually, it actually happened. Uh, who do you think is the wrong party here, Matt? Is it the Daily Mail? Is it Melania Trump? Is it Donald? Who actually, like, uh, who do you think was the wrong party here, and, and do you think this was a... Justice was done in this case. Uh, I think the wronged party, you know, the Daily Mail isn't the Washington Post or the New York Times. Not that those publications have any credibility whatsoever. Um, But they're not on that level. Everyone knows it's total garbage. And there's, like, so much evidence. to Like, I don't see how anyone can make the case that she wasn't a prostitute. So in this case, I would say the Daily Mail was wrong. Now, if it was someone who was on a smaller level, like, I don't know, just some actor guy in some movie, like uh, Dax Shepard, and they're like, oh, your dad, Dax Shepard, used to molest his uh, niece. And be like, okay, well, then he would be the wrong party. But in this case, it was the Daily Mail. That's really sad because Dax Shepard was molested, as you know, <laughs> as a child. He was by a college boy. When he was nine, he had a college boy put his hand down Dax's pants. I don't know why I just picked Dax <laughs> Shepard of all people in my And then he started drinking roles. for 30 Then he started drinking and doing, doing drugs he for 30 years. He must have some kind of hidden charisma because yes. why did I pick him out? Are you are you saying that children who uh, are charismatic are more likely to be fondled by uh, older gay men? I don't know how that works. I totally think it's true. I totally think it's true. I think he looks like I think you you have a look of a mark on your face from the time you're born. I think it happens very early on. I think you got to have kind of a cherubic, yes. youthful thing going. I mean, no one molests ugly kids unless. No, they, it, well, I don't. Th- I don't know about that. I think they do. Well, I, I said think, unless they don't have any other options. I would say Dak Shepard was a prize, the prize of his block. I wouldn't know how to... I don't know. Uh, you have to hear his recounted stories. Uh, here's my feeling. Daily Mail is the most horrible publication in the entire world, only because they're like the Inquirer, but they won't admit that they're in the Inquirer. They called the Daily Mail. They used to be a real newspaper, and they still put up this front with the logo and the whole, you know, the above-the-fold kind of thing and all the shit like they're, like they're the New York Times, which, like you said, is New York Times has some credibility issues, but they don't, they're not going to 
just put out def- defamatory stories because they do have journalist some journalistic professionality about them. Yeah. The Daily Mail basically just Google searches child rape anywhere in the world and does about 30 stories a day on child rape <laughs> because they know it's cli- it's just a clickbait hole. It's a giant clickbait hole. Well, and, yeah, and, and outside of the clickbait, it's also, uh, <clears throat> you know, it's owned by a big real estate uh, company, and so it's just they, they, you know, embed those things in there. Like, if you notice on Daily Mail, every yes. other story is about some house. Yes, it's a lot of ha- real estate and then fashion. Yeah. Every story somehow, this could be like about, like, Melania Trump being a whore, and they're selling the dress that she's wearing. <laughs> it just doesn't matter. They're just it's a it's a pure evil business, uh, and it's, and I feel bad because you know, like you said, it could have been someone not Melania Trump, and they're just la- labeling an accusation. And you should have some evidence before you say shit like that. Matt Ralston dot net is <laughs> just saying, but at the same time, it's kind of funny that it was just like. You know, everyone knows that she's a prostitute. It's, it's like, and now they're getting three million. Now they're getting three million dollars. Well, with for the it. resources they have, can't they find one guy that paid her for a BJ? That's the, that's what I'm saying. Is like, if you're the Daily Mail, you can't find one Slovenian guy to go on record and say, "Yeah, I was her pimp and she hooked for me." And then that's all you got to do is say, like, "Oh, Giannis, Giannis, we have Giannis who made this quote. We're not sure if it's true, but here's his quote." And then you're cu- and then you're legally covered. Well, you know how Trump has kind of thin skin, right? Yeah, um, yeah really. <laughs> you know, I can't think of anything kind of <laughs> because he bombed Syria because his daughter was crying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that they showed those uh, fucking photos all over CNN. Uh, if uh, you might be kind of afraid, you know, to think that he might kill you, because I can't think of anything more embarrassing than your wife being a prostitute. Well, but if you married her, you married if- a prostitute. Uh, guys have married prostitutes before. A lot of guys have married prostitutes. Really? really? I think every guy who's married a Russian model is married a prostitute. You don't think like Bradley Cooper's wife is like a Russian model wife was probably uh, working working professionally? I don't know. I just couldn't imagine being at peace with it. You know, like you just start. You know, you go out to the what bar. Would you rather? Like, she, so, how much did you used to charge? I don't want to talk about it. What? That, you know, let's say this: Would you rather she was a prostitute or that she dated like uh, had sex with like Wiz Khalifa? Uh, Khalifa, really? Yeah, ah, interesting. I might go prostitute, huh? Because then I don't have to think about the faces. Oh, they're because uh, they're anonymous. Yeah, they don't, they go like, oh, well, it was probably a couple times, and maybe some high end German businessmen. <laughs> <laughs> really, My, maybe some male. It was a male. It was maybe it was Christian Ronaldo. So someone famous. Well, if we're still in the city, I'd be like, well, next time we walk by one of one of the guys, I don't know. Do they remember the thousands of men who have? Uh, I assume so. Penetrated them. I'm sure the men remember. Do you have to think there's guys out there remember having sex with Melania Trump, right? Condoms must really work really well because you could be a, a prostitute and fuck like twenty thousand guys and not get uh, AIDS. Uh, or maybe she has AIDS. No, I agree with you. Well, women don't get AIDS from men, generally. Well, she could have AIDS. She could. That's a myth. No, you're passing on misnomers there. we got to move on because you're passing on bad scientific facts. It's really bother- sorry to bother me. No, I don't, I don't know that. I don't have any evidence that she has AIDS. Now, we got an email from Evan. Evan wants to know, uh, I know you've been following the story of Dr. David Dow very closely. Uh, <laughs> Dr. David Dow, of course, the guy uh, pulled off the United Airlines flight after after going crazy, then uh, either self-injuring himself or injuring himself at the hands of the Chicago police. Uh, how much money, uh, everyone, wants, everyone wants to know, how much money is Dr. David Dow going to get from the United? One million or one billion dollars? <laughs> wow. I mean, that settlement's got to be... More, See, or, more or less than Mel- calling Melania Trump a whore. I would say more. I'd say maybe in the five to five to eight million range. Yeah, it's going to be a lot. 
but he's he's going to want to settle because it's like the details coming out about this guy. Yes, Jesus. I mean, even if United's having people dig him up, it's like that wasn't that difficult. So right <laughs> off the bat, uh, falsified prescriptions to fuck his drug-addled patients, uh, sexually harasses his male employee who he also fucked in exchange for. <laughs> Jobs uh, and drugs. Jobs and drugs. By the way, those, you're right. Those stories came out very fast about him. <laughs> and it wasn't on a Google search. It wasn't a quick Google search. No, it was like every guy in Louisville is like, that fucking guy is yes. the guy that's... Uh... But you have to think United's got some uh, risk management guys on staff Yeah, who went out and did some... some uh, what was it? Was it Michael Clayton, like that George Clooney played? Yeah. That law firm who has a digger up of dirt kind of thing? That's what I picture. You just like found out. We, started, we did a quick trip to Louisville and interviewed a few people about Dr. David Dow. <laughs> Because that information about like the gay sex and the drugs that came out pretty fast, yeah. And he was not a famous person at at, at all. Uh, so I'm assuming you and I dug that up. But yeah, but here's the thing: if you're the defense attorney, the first thing you say is like, "Yes, my client's not perfect, <laughs> but who is who is among <laughs> us? Does that mean he deserved a beat down on United? You know, on a cruel, cynical United Airlines for not wanting to give up a seat and stay with his beloved wife of Shirley of 40 years, whatever they're going to say. I mean, he can't like her that much. No. <laughs> fucking <laughs> fucking dudes. Drug addict <laughs> guys. But uh, he's gonna, all they're going to do is they're going to show that, blood, I mean, talk about prejudicial video. They're going to show that, like, 17 different videos from everyone, everyone on board with a bloody old guy being dragged down by the Chicago yeah, cops. Yeah, the blood so. is so, because if it was just bleeding, like, um, on his back, like if he fell and hurt it, you know, hurt his back, and yeah. be like, okay, well, this is just a crazy person. Yes. Who's, like, hooting and hollering like a fucking banshee nut job uh i'm not saying that it should have gone down the way it went down at all um are you defending the, the uh, fascist uh police yeah it's well it's one guy you know a lot of people say like you know most police are uh you know good people and do their jobs i don't believe that whatsoever i think that's completely off base um as you can tell there were three of them as far as i know and one of the three uh probably tried to beat the shit out of me or maybe <laughs> fell a little bit but Whatever you dragging some fucking senior citizen down the aisle yes. like is this what they taught you in the academy? I s- seriously doubt it. The best thing was when you're on a plane. You know when you're on a plane, you can hear things like ten rows behind you, but you have no idea what's going on. Yeah, and so like the ladies, like the ladies are screaming because like ten rows behind, fifteen rows behind, him, there's this old guy being beat down. He comes down the aisle being dragged by three plainclothes cops with blood poured out of his nose. <laughs> And he's like an old guy, and they're like, and they're like, all they know is he refused to give up a seat to a United employee. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like this is what the price was. And they're just laser screaming, their cell phone and screaming. You can't get away with shit anymore. It looks, it looks so fucking horrible. I'm going to go with six point five million dollars. Yeah, I'd say that's about right. I mean, what's with the plain clothes? Like the guy, he was, he's from Vietnam. I'm not saying he's not American. I believe he is, but he might be like, who are these guys? You know, they don't look like cops. They're aggressive. They probably just got out of fucking Iraq and, you know, have been used to doing whatever they do over there. And it's probably not uh, handing out candy all the time. Uh, yeah, that's, that's one way to look at it. The other way is that he is a guy who sells a lot of prescription drugs illegally. He's probably holding shit and waiting and worried the cops are going to find out. <laughs> and so he's screaming to, to, you know, misdirect them from whatever other crimes he's committing. Yeah. That's also possible, too. Or he couldn't get off the plane because he was going to make a delivery. Some shit. He, he did have that. He did have that sort of response of like a guy carrying drugs on an airplane. Then why didn't? Why wouldn't he just peacefully exit the the plane? I don't know. Well, I assume he's also mentally disturbed at some level. He what? seems like an unsta- he seems like an unstable fellow. See, I could picture myself doing the same thing if they're like, uh, "You got to get off the plane." Why? One of our employees needs your seat. Oh, well, go fuck your employee. No. I feel like that's what I would say. Uh, I bought the ticket. By the way, there's got to be some legal issue with 
I know that it, it says in the contract that we can like you Bluetooth. know take back. I, I don't know any other business where someone can sell you something and then steal it back from you after the fact. Like I've never that wouldn't work with most any other service. It would be illegal on the part of the business. It seems like in the very least they would decide us before they boarded the plane. Like ask, you know, I know they have the overbook thing, and they offer start doing the auction at the gate. Yeah, like the money. And by the way, they offered up to thousand bucks, and nobody would take it. Just go to fifteen hundred, two thousand, and you'll have thirty takers. What you're trying to save? You're trying to save like five hundred bucks or thousand bucks. Now you're going to pay six million dollars in a, in, a, in a settlement. That yeah. seems like very bureaucratic thinking to me. Well, the reason they're you know behaving this way in the first place, kicking their own passengers off the plane, is because they've all merged together, which they never should have been allowed to do. So now they treat their customers like shit, and it doesn't matter because you know what? Yeah, yeah. Like some guy on Twitter is like, I cut out my United card. He'll be flying United again within the next <laughs> time he does. needs to fly there's because there's three, no other fucking option. There's only three airlines. There's only like three airlines there's left. Literally three airlines. I love when people go on, like, they go on social media, and go like, Oh, I'd never fly United. I'm only Delta or whatever. Like, oh yeah, those, those are the best airlines yeah there's like they're all the fucking same it's a commodity right like that would never happen on american airlines yeah. oh yeah no that's that's you're right there american Airlines very strict policy about beating up old asian guys yeah yeah <laughs> but no one's brought up that they've been allowed to just merge you know violating all fucking semblance of antitrust laws and now i mean this is really what happens they start fucking beating up their passengers and I, what, what is airport police by the way like so the chicago pd's coming in what are the fuckers that just stand at the airport fucking texting with each other? What, what are those fuckers? Those are, the, uh, those are the city cops who get really good gigs. Yeah. They get really easy gigs. Hey, we, we sit there and wave everyone through. Well, that's yeah. a fucking hell of a system. Who thought that up? That's not bad. I was on an airplane. put a stop sign up, and if you stop, we look at you weird because you're supposed to ignore us. I was on an airplane just yesterday. The last couple of days I've been traveling, and I got to tell you, it's just like there's no difference between the airlines and like Greyhound bus any longer. <laughs> like the disgusting bus terminal or disgusting railway terminal is now disgusting airline terminals. The, the travel is now exactly the same. Yeah. There's just no distinction between like that that overnight Greyhound bus between crappy cities, where there's just like just horrible denizens of people on there, yeah. and the and any air, any major airline now the travel is exactly the same. It's the same creepy people packed into a tiny spot. The toilets are disgusting and stink. Now they're going to do like a lower class. They're going to call it something weird, but it's below yes. coach. Yes, fuck. That's just criminals. Like the only the only people that were on Greyhound is I don't think it's so much affording it, but like. You don't have to go through security or something, but they'll find a way to skirt that. Well, so as the prices have come down and down, it is, it's good. You can get cheap prices. But now, you know, the whole idea is like, oh, everyone can fly. Well, you know, everyone kind of smells. That's just the yeah. way it is. And by the way, we're making the seats even smaller than they were before. I'm sure you feel it more than most people. <laughs> we're making the seats even smaller than before. So that disgusting lady you're sitting next to, now that, by the way, you're rubbing arms with her for the next five hours. You have to be shit-faced to tolerate any yes. flight over, like, two hours. Yes. There's just no other way to do it. The only thing I can tell you, Matt, is if you have a family, you should have, the reason why you should have children is because you, you can then seat them around yourself on an airplane <laughs> so you don't have, like, you know, sort of gross, obese people smashing into oh, you. They're little pawns in your <laughs> chess game. It is, like, so much nicer. And if nothing, you know, you're, like, you're rubbing shoulders with your family members. is a little different than some stranger from Topeka who's, like, on a bender and hasn't washed in a few days. Yeah. <laughs> like, we went on a flight to, I went on a flight to one of those, like, 11-hour flights to Europe. And, like, last minute, a guy jumps on the plane with some guy. And you could smell his body odor before he even got to his seat, like right next to us. Just reeked, reeked. And you could smell it before he even sat down. Like, oh, it's only the next 11 hours. We should, we should, oh, be, man. We, we should be good. And you can't kick that guy because there was a homeless guy that used to hang out at the library. Yes. And uh, they kicked him out because he smelled. Seems like sound policy to me. 
But he sued the shit out, and the Supreme Court was like, you know, the person smells their own business, right? Too bad, yeah. No, I think, uh, you know, they kicked those girls off for wearing leggings. We talked about it last week or the week before. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't give a shit what people wear. There's got to be a smell test. There's just got to be, like, some sort of meter, like uh, someone who's just, like, an old lady, cranky old lady just smells everybody's armpits. <laughs> like, you can't, you either get on or you don't get on. I wonder what the worst, like, Southwest leg is, or, or uh, American Airlines, like, uh, I don't, I don't know, like, like uh, Scranton <laughs> to St. Louis or well, something. Since you asked, I will tell you. Uh, I used to fly from uh, New York to Chicago, and there was had this really cheap flight because it was a flight that came from Poland. Mm. To New York, and it stopped in New York before going to Chicago. So they had all been, all the people from Krakow had been on the plane for like four, 13 hours. And then there was like a, they would take out a few passengers or whatever crew in New York to go to Chicago. And they offered the flight like really, it was like $99 from New York to Chicago because continuation of this flight that had like eight seats open. And just imagine the Polish families. There were, there were roosters. There was like people like who hadn't seen indoor plumbing in many years after 14 hours straight on the plane. Oh my God. That was like, that was worse than whatever Saad did to his people. I'm just going to lay that down right now. I'm surprised there aren't flights that take off and then like the black box goes and then they land and uh, it's like everyone killed each other. Yes. Everyone just fucking started eating each other and uh, this like, was by the way, this was before 9-11. I believe at least half the people were carrying meats they're always carrying homemade meats on the plane. That was if you remember back in the day before like nine eleven, where you could like do crazy shit on airplanes, and like people, you know, like from Hawaii and stuff like that, would always bring shit. And like there's always meat. people from Europe are always like old world. They're always bringing like pickled or like spiced meats on planes. Yeah, like a lot of jerkies and like deer, like a venison. There's just some like you can't show up empty-handed in the new world. You got to bring something something made of meat that's been spiced. Uh, so I'm glad you asked. That was the most disgusting experiences of my entire life. The smells are still in my... All these years later, the smells are still in my head. It made me never want to go to Krakow. That's how I imagine it smells there. Uh, Matt, let me ask you. Uh, I know you felt a... What do you call this? A, it's a communal... Some kind of pain when Bruce Jenner cut off his penis this last week. <laughs> there was something, right? You got, some, you got some sort of like twins can feel each other's pain. You experienced some sort it of... It didn't uh, make me think about what his penis, like the state it must have been in before they cut it off. After being tucked in so many times, you mean? Well, someone told me, like, uh, that's, like, transphobic. They don't cut it off. And I'm like, uh, yeah, they definitely do cut it off. Well, and they don't have to. I, or they kind of splay it out a little Well, bit. I imagine after all those... I don't, I don't want to think about it too much, but I imagine after all those female hormones for years, it's got to be a little shriveling, right, going on. I would imagine he's not rocking a boner on. No, the, on that a can't be good. Basis. I can't. Estrogen, pounds and pounds of estrogen can't be good for the heart on. Um, so I imagine it was not like a big part of his physical anatomy. Plus, he was wearing like restrictive underpants of some kind, so it was just whatever was tucked in, so it didn't show. Sounds uncomfortable. Yeah, I really know. I just made myself unfortunately. So uh, Bruce Jenner finally did it. He did. I did not. I say I did not think he was actually going to chop off his his, his, his junk. Uh, we know he had the fake brass. We know he wore the dresses. We know he took the hormones. We know he looks like... By the way, he's starting to, he and Jennifer Garner look a lot alike, which should be really bad news for Jennifer Garner. <laughs> uh, but I really... I don't know. Did you think he was actually going to go through with the chopping? That seems like the final, the final bit, man. The big, the big leap off the cliff. Hadn't thought about it. Um, but I, I don't know that it matters so much because, you know, he's obviously he's still got the nerve endings in there. 
But uh, it's not like you have a uh, vagina when they. And I don't know if you want a vagina. I guess he does want a vagina um, because now he can date uh, men and not be gay or something. Well, yeah, so that was that was my theory all along that he oh, became that he became a thing. woman because he was gay, but he didn't want to call himself gay. And I honestly, I actually not saying this to be funny because it's not at all funny. Uh, to be earnest, I think he actually was gay from the time he was young. He didn't ever want to admit that he was gay. So he considered himself a woman, and by considering himself a woman, therefore he was no longer gay. Huh. I mean, I guess... Twisted, but I think that actually, I think it's, that's my diagnosis. That's my official diagnosis after zero years of medical, medical training. So could he become like a, a lesbian couple with his wife now or something? No, I think he's going to date guys. By the way, he's 67 years old. Let's not forget that. I think he's going to date guys, and I think he's going to be like no longer feel that he's gay because he's going to have a, a, vagi- a hole. So this vagina thing. Yes. Um... Are they doing a lot of like penis and vagina sex with this with this thing? I don't see why not. Well, is it? Well, we know, guy. We know, let's put it this way: we know that the penis will go anywhere, right? Or, penis will, penis will, <laughs> penis will, penis will fuck anything. We know that. So I don't see why a guy went stick it in the the fake uh, fake hole. And by the way, it's got it's got a just from a purely blindfolded perspective, it might feel better than a regular old sixty seven year old lady's vagina. How is it lubricated? Uh, I don't know. Is there like a, a coin-operated, like a coin-operated system? <laughs> like any tokens? It seems like it would give it so, so itchy. Yeah, but I, I, don't old ladies have that problem to begin with? Don't they have the dryness? I don't know. I yeah, don't know. I, I mean, I, I there's mean, a lot of pro- I, I, when I watch Lifetime, there's a lot of products being sold for older ladies to have moisture again. Why do they <laughs> want that? I don't know. Here's the point: uh, Is this a career move? Do you see this as a solid career move for him, or is this a, an act? That uh, the first time you take a leak, you start to regret. Oh, I don't know. I mean, it's probably to each their own. I'm sure there have been guys who regret it, but shit. I mean, I'm sure you don't go through that much effort to to not know what you want. Usually, I mean, it did come right in time for a new book. <laughs> yes, right. And uh, obviously, a new impending TV appearances. <laughs> TV appearances. I here, here's my theory. Like, you cut off. Well, first of all, there's no way to know if he likes it or not. But there does seem to be a very high rate of suicide and mental illness among people who've done this. Hmm. So, like, chopping off your own genitalia seems to have a dramatically higher rate of mental illness associated with it after the fact. I would think. I mean, there's there's a bunch of counseling and, and uh, protocols, but it, it would have to be jarring just to look down and be like, uh, wow. Yeah, especially after you've been, I would think, as a kid, it would be weird, but not that weird because you've never been sexually active. But as a guy who's been sexually active for 50 years, you would think that it would be we- really weird because of what you're losing. Like, yeah, it's, it's not just a mythical thing to you. It's actually a part of a very key part of your body, well, especially because Jenner always, uh, you know, he's got to slip in this thing about how he's still like kind of like a tough man who just happens to have a vagina. Like he was like, oh, well, never much like this folksy, just good for taking a leak Repu- in the Repu- woods. Republican. Yeah, this is like sort of pseudo, uh, you know, tough guy, kind of blue collar act yes. taking a leak in the woods. Like, it's gonna be. There's gonna be a story about the first guy who fucks him. If you were into taking a leak that. in the woods, well, yeah, you'd miss that too. That's the first thing. That's the first thing you miss. I don't know. It just. It's a. To me, that's like I would. I did not think he was gonna take the final step. That's the big step. That's the jumping off the cliff. You can't go. You can't go back from that. Once you cut your dick off, you can't get the dick back. Well, that's like the end of the day. Trans men have a, a dick. Yeah, but I don't know that like any doctor is going to approve the surgery back to dick. 
Right. They'd be like, look, man, no. there's only so much we can work yeah, with here. I don't know. There's only, I don't know. I think you get one gender reassignment. The shrinks to sign off on one gender reassignment, and that's a push as it is. I don't think they're going to go for like multiple back and forths. You know, this is not like Face Off, the movie with John Travolta and Nick Cage. What if you're fluid, man? You have a little, you know, a little piece on the dresser at some point. Well, that's why you use, fa- I, I assume most of them just use fake toy. They use toys and shit like that, right? They're not actually like, I don't know. We should have a trans person on the show. I wish. I only wish there was more trans characters in TV and movies, so I could learn more. I could learn more about this. <laughs> so I don't know. I, I well, I, they never address the shit I want to know about. That's all the real down and dirty. The real down and dirty. Yeah, it's always like that's an inappropriate question. I'm like, hmm. well, I don't know. I well, mean, there was has got to be someone that can fucking answer. Uh, it. Do you watch the show Shameless? Uh, the last season of Shameless, uh, the gay guy was dating a girl who became a guy. But the girl who became a guy, he didn't like, even though he was a guy and he was gay, because the girl who became a guy had no dick. Mm. And to him, that was like, you know, if you're a gay dude, having your, your, your uh, boyfriend having no dick is sort of a big deal. And so it turned out he uses dongs, just dongs. Mm-hmm. And, but it turned out he was a top, which was very confusing because the other gay guy was a top too. Don't you see, Matt, how complicated this can be? It's just the traveling. It's going to be just, hard to travel with all that gear. Yes. I mean... <laughs> but I think it's like so. I don't think that every woman who becomes a man gets a dick, a fake dick, because maybe they don't like dicks. You know, maybe they want to be a man, but they don't want a fake dick hanging around all the time. I can yeah. see the benefit of not having a dick all the time and only having it when you need it. I just kind of feel like that's <laughs> key to being a guy yeah, having like, a dick. Like maybe hanging on for the locker room moments when you're showering after the football game, and then also for sex. Well, you know, like those Vietnam vets who uh, got their dicks blown off. You know, they they uh, didn't turn out well. I'm basing uh, this on the movie Born on the Fourth of July. Yeah, Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. It's like he could do without a dick. Yeah, I think he, he, didn't. he was a mess without a dick. Yes, I mean in real life. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying. I, I, I think this is the ultimate piece of narcissism from Bruce Jenner, which is like these people are so hungry for fame. I think they build a character that makes them famous. Whether it could be Kim Kardashian just being the whore, right? And I think they build this character, and whether or not they're they're totally into it or not, they have to keep playing into it because it's. It's the source of their attention and the affection they receive. Mm-hmm. So Bruce Jenner, all of a sudden, after being the mamby pamby nobody in the back of this, you know, back back drop of this successful reality show, all of a sudden becomes a woman and gets huge. He's doing Diane Sawyer. He's getting ESPN awards. He's winning, you know, a Vogue magazine Woman of the Year awards. All this shit for becoming a woman. He got all of a sudden gets all this adulation again, like he hasn't had since 1976. And now he has to keep progressing this character. Because that's what gets him the love, and so he had to go in and chop off his dick. That's my theory. I'm it's possible. He could have just really had dysphoria, and you know, just needed to. I mean, he he went through a lot of stuff. You know, the trachea shaving, I guess, makes your voice um, lighter, uh, higher pitched. But what I'm saying is, he's upping. He has to up the ante, right? In his character, he has to up the ante. Well, it's not like now he's going to be like, yeah, I'm going to have two pussies. I no. mean. Yeah, I guess this was the last step. But well, next would be know. like dating a famous guy, you know, something like that. There'll be like more, and him like, who's gonna do that <laughs> for money? A lot of people are <laughs> Busey. Uh, I don't. Yes, Nick Nolte, Nick oh, Nolte, and, and Caitlyn Jenner, and he's just gonna pound her out. He's gonna pound this shit out of that fake that new hole, and uh, Nolte won't know. He's gonna so fucked up. He'll be like going to dumpsters in between dumpster runs in Venice. He'll just be like pounding Caitlin on the beach. Yeah. And he's going like to write a, about it. Dating Jennifer Garner. So. And she's going to write letters. To, Caitlin's going to write letters to Cosmo about the amazing, amazing sex. All right. Now, I'm, now I've, I've just disturbed myself. Uh, 
Uh, Matt, let me ask you. Uh, MTV killed another... They didn't kill another cast member of a reality show, but another cast member of an MTV reality show died. Uh, it seems to be about half of them are dead by the age of 25 or so. A lot of like real-world people seem to be dead or mostly dead now. Um, Theo Vaughn's doing pretty well. I see him around. Uh, there are some guys. He was on a uh, real world. I think. No, I think it's only like twenty percent that have, have died in their, tw- their twenties <laughs> or so. Uh, it's a new club. It's a new twenty-seven club, I think, which is these young reality, like pretty, pretty, pretty sort of multicultural reality people just killing themselves. What are they dying of? Mostly suicide. Okay. Almost well, drug. Sometimes it's drug addiction into suicide. Sometimes just playing depression suicide, or sometimes drug addiction to jail. There's like three different op- various options for them. Right. Um, so this guy Clay Adler died. He was on Newport, uh, fucking Newport Beach, the real Orange County, some shit like that, which is just an excuse for MTV to show young twenty somethings who had great bodies, like surfing and girls and guys hanging out at the beach. And did he play like like the douchebag? No, like- he played like the no, he played the hot surfer guy. Oh, okay. They were all, I think they were all hot surfer guys, and they're all hot surfer girls, and they just make it was like the hills. They just make up shit for them to be arguing about. Right. Like, oh, you're sleeping with so-and-so. Oh, you were like, whatever. You want to surf instead of getting a real job. Oh, you know, I don't know what the fuck they make up. They make shit up. Who's watching this shit? Do these shows get terrible ratings? No, they get amazing. Uh, for their costs, they get amazing ratings. Right. Uh, they do actually. That's why MTV doesn't run music videos anymore because the, the music licensee was more expensive than paying. These guys get paid literally. I mean, once you get to like uh, Jersey Shore people, they start asking for more money. With their big hits, but that's why the show has run for two years because the minute they ask for more money, they just move to a different show. Yeah. So unless they're picked up by unless they're picked up by sponsors, uh, so they make a lot of money. But these guys keep dying. This guy Clay Adler, he's 27, just blew his head off in the desert. And by the way, I'll say this since I have to mention the details of this: he was out uh, in, near Palm Springs in the desert shooting, hunting with his buddies, uh-huh. and he shot himself in the head. That seems like really a way to ruin a guy's trip. Yeah, what a <laughs> dick way to yes, kill yourself. Right. Like, because all his friends are out, they're all out hunting, and he turns the rifle on himself and shoots himself in the head to kill himself. And it's like, because the other guys have to be thinking, like, they're his buddies, they know he's really depressed. Yeah. And they have to be thinking, like, let's bring Clay out the desert. He loves to hunt. Let's go hunting. This will be really good for him. And then he, like, they hear the bang, and he, sh- he should kill himself. He could have waited till the end of the trip. That's what I'm saying. Or done it when he got home. Why ruin the buddy Did trip? Did he do it, like, when you say in the desert, like, like out in the open air, like an Eagles song playing? Uh, <laughs> no. Now you think of one of the Arquette trannies, I think. Uh, no, they, was, they were, I think they were out hunting. They were probably, I'm sure they were drinking like guys do when they hunt. And they were out hunting something in the desert, which must be what? Rabbit? Shit like that. And just, I assume when the guys say they're hunting out in the desert or Palm Springs, it just means they're fucked up and have guns and are just having a good time. Yeah. And he had a gun in his hand and said, fuck it, I've been depressed for a long time. And took the gun and just shot himself. Is it common uh, when people hunt? I mean, when people say, like, boats and booze don't mix, I'm like, fuck you. Like, of course they do. But uh, I, I wouldn't imagine I'd want to get uh, real hammered uh, around a gun, like, just in case I fuck up, but especially if other people are fucked up with guns. I would have to imagine that's one of the things that people tell you not to do, but every single person does. Yeah, they all do. That, right? <laughs> I don't know. Like, like, drinking and driving is slowly sort of setting up for people. But like boating, you know, I mean, if you know people boating and drinking still, as far as I know, is complete ravage, ravaging of people every weekend at the lake. Right. And uh, hunting and drinking. I don't know. I think people still do every dangerous activity along with booze. That's sort of, they sort of go hand in hand. Yeah, you get comfortable. Yeah, I think those serious guys like those wing gl- parachute gliders, whatever, probably don't get loaded before they do it. Just because it's so incredibly fucking dangerous. But I imagine the joy of hunting is bringing a, a, a case, of, case of beer with you <laughs> 
<laughs> drinking. Uh, plus, you got to urinate all over the place to throw the, throw the scent off. Now, here's the real point, Matt, because you're trying to divert me from the real sad point here, which is that MTV and other reality shows are seem to be killing off people dramatically, young age, dramatically young ages, intensely so because they are actually going out to find really not just shallow people, people with real mental illnesses, mentally disturbed people who will break and snap on camera. Mm-hmm. So their employee base is like 90% mentally, <laughs> mentally ill, about ready to crack. So if you start hiring people like that and then you put them under pressure of like performing and becoming famous and doing appearances and being molded into characters that they're not comfortable with and all the sort of shit they do, at what level, I've asked this question probably five times before, you've never given me a good answer. At what level do, do the, does MTV, these people, become responsible for these people if, like, they're doing that intentionally? Yeah, I mean, if they prove that they're seeking out, which, I mean, there's so much circumstantial evidence that that's what they're doing. I mean, like, Mama June, you know, this person doesn't seem like she has the capacity to even, like, understand what, no. like, basic aspects of the world. Like, she's going no. on TV just, just this fat sad sack of shit and uh you know she's like yeah my uh my boyfriend uh molested my daughter and then uh, you know two months later she's like and my other boyfriend beat my daughter up like what and they- in her mind it's like yeah this is the appropriate thing to say on tv instead of like why don't you question why you're bringing pederasts around your daughter I mean, they're directly contributing to this. No, they actually are. But I'm wondering about the producer. What if they have producers of Mama June show actually said, like, she said, oh, I don't date that guy anymore because he used to, like, be creepy and touch my daughter. And they would go, like, oh, you should date him again for the show to see if something happens. Like, this could be really dramatic, a great storyline if he starts, like, being creepy and touching her again. I would imagine it happens, but I don't think they're, they're like, writing it down in emails or anything. No. It's just Mama June over a burger. She's busting her staples, just like giving some hints. Yeah. I've seen reality show production before. You're right. They don't put anything in writing. So they actually, because they, they call themselves reality, when they produce the shows, they don't put scripts in writing. They have a producer on set who encourages people to do different things. And, and they encourage them, them to get drunk. Encourage them to get drunk, encourage them to do different things, and also tell them, like, okay, here's the deal. I heard Travis was cheating on you, and you might be really pissed about that. Mm-hmm. And go, <laughs> like that's sort of what they do. Like I've seen them fake phone call, like phone call, fake phone calls, all that kind of stuff. Or like, oh, you're going to call Travis and tell him how much you hate him. Now he's not really on the phone, but you would call him normally in reality. So just pick up the phone and pretend you're calling him, chewing him out. It's almost a catch twenty two because if one of these reality show trash assholes actually like made an accusation like that, they have like the least credibility of anyone in the country. So it'd be like, well, that's just that person's a liar. Here's like all the evidence of times they've lied about every aspect of their life on TV. They're just looking for publicity. So I don't know. It'd be hard to to do. I feel like people pick people don't pick weird things to be upset about. Like some people are really upset about like fracking, right? Fracking's killing kids. And they'll like chain themselves, rope themselves to things and say and they have a loose, very loose scientific understanding of what's going on. But there's MTV like actually like sort of killing people or bravo. And like it bothers me that like nobody seems to give a sh- nobody seems to give a shit because that's their form of enter- chosen form of entertainment. Yeah, you know they can go without fracking. They're like they have no concept of what natural their natural gas bill is. They're, that's too indirect for them. But like they don't want Mama June to go off the air because they watch Mama June. They don't want Dugars to be off the air because of child molesting because that's their form of entertainment. Yeah, and it's it's not just that you know you're leading for these incidents to happen in the world and that. 
you know, that just has sort of an effect on everyone. It, you know, reaches its tentacles out a little bit. But now this is like in our culture. This is like the entertainment. This is like how this is our culture is this all these people that are fucked up and and doing fucked up things. And it like normalizes it. You know, you see it on TV and you're like, oh, yeah, you know, the boyfriend uh, molested her daughter. It's not as weird anymore. When I'm just waiting for Andy Cohen to go to jail. I just want Andy Cohen. Do you know who Andy Cohen is? The guy yeah, Bravo. he's like the gay guy yes. that does a talk show. That's he's like, play, he's a, he's actually not just a, he's a producer of a lot of these shows. He's a big guy. Bro. He, did, he brings all these shows into Bravo. Oh, I couldn't a, figure out why he had a fucking talk show. It's yeah, no, he's like terrible. the big he's like the big content guy at Bravo. He bring, he sort of like is the voice of Bravo. So he brings this shit. I just want him to go to jail. Not that he wouldn't love it, but I just want, just want him to go to jail. I just want one big case of people going like, just a for shame. I just, you know, I'm a very libertarian in most things, but I just want one jury to give a bad look to one executive like at Bravo or MTV and go like, are you fucking serious? You really do this for a living? Like, this is disgusting, right? That's all I want. I want just want someone to be called out. Like you say, like we're giving you no, you know, jail time. We're just going to call you disgusting. Well, you know, one way you can do that on certain reality shows is. Uh, do you remember that movie Quiz Show? Yes, um, with John Turturro, and that was like a, a true story. Back in the day, they were fixing the shows, and there's some kind of law about like fair competition, and you can't, you essentially can't lie to people, um, and then certain. Uh, Certain shows like Last Comic Standing or something are completely rigged, but right. when there's a cash prize, that actually becomes illegal. Again, no one's ever brought this up to my knowledge except me, and then no one listens. But I mean, you could. I think I'm, listen- I'm listening. You Matt. could bring a producer in yeah. uh, if there's if there's prizes. You know, you could bring someone in for a reality show. Yes, good. Let's do this. Get the fucking get off this Melania Trump on this. Get, show. Off this, get off this Melania Trump as a hooker thing you have going on. Let's get let's get on this. Sort <laughs> of one MTV executive to go to jail just for being. Just as like a culmination of all the shitty things they've done the last 15 years, just scapegoat. Just one scapegoat. I think for Road Rules, that, that was a competition show. I think, you could, uh, I think you could arrest somebody for that. All right, let's go back and do that. Okay. Okay. Uh, Matt, speaking of overrated, your segment this week, your personal segment, I had to change it again. Last week's segment didn't work out, it turned out. Uh, it was the lowest rated segment of the show. Uh, yeah, it got really a lot of horrible responses among the female demographic. Uh, females, females 18 to 34 didn't respond. So this week, your new segment uh, is something that you brought up a few days ago when we were talking about people that are completely overrated in this country. Mm-hmm. People who we see as like, or just, just everyone assumes is an icon, is a, is a master, is a brainiac, it's a genius. Sometimes the label genius goes around. Uh, whatever it is, they're giving these grandiose titles in American sort of culture, and yet you don't think they deserve it. And I sort of agree with you on most of this. So this is Matt Explains, who is vastly overrated in our American lore, and you may not include the name Kobe Bryant, <laughs> since I know that's your first go-to. Uh, so who in America is dramatically overrated? Uh, Elon Musk. I don't think you can be a PR guy and inventing all the shit at the same time. I think just being the PR guy for Tesla is uh, a full-time job. And banging models. Did he, uh, he did bang models. He did have sex with Amber Heard, and, uh, who was a lesbian, by the way. And uh, I don't know if you know. Uh, but did he invent the electric car that's reshaped the way America drives? No, I think he's the face <laughs> of the company. But you know who's also really overrated? So I was reading the New York Times uh, magazine. They had this big article about this guy, Scott Conant, 
and he has the spaghetti that's like the best spaghetti in the world, they call it. And it goes through this elaborate recipe of how to make the spaghetti, and you like boil the tomatoes. It's very involved, and it has a lot of butter in it. So I went to this guy's restaurant, not my choice, obviously. Oh, this is a guy on the TV Food Network. Uh, yeah, the Food Network, yes. Chopped, okay. yeah, uh, yeah. some other shows, yeah. I think. And he has a new restaurant on uh, Beverly called something. Uh, Brian, po- find it out so we can give He's it a, a pasta genius. negative plug. Th- this is the most bland, um, lackluster spaghetti. You're charging like 25 bucks for a, a half portion of spaghetti that costs, it couldn't cost more than $2 to make. Not that good. No, really? Yeah, Scott Conant, overrated. This feels like a personal overrated from you, not like a, a Elon Musk. This feels more like you had a bad dinner experience, and now you're using twenty five dollars for some fucking bland ass spaghetti. I've never. By the way, I will say in terms of overrated, every single Italian restaurant, pretty much ever, that's up that costs more than ten bucks. Because as far as I can tell, spaghetti is mostly spaghetti. Yeah, and they've even done blind taste tests where like people can't tell this between dried and fresh pasta. Right, right. Like it's almost the, the dried pasta is really the quality is really good. Compared to regular pasta, of what it is, which is just, just carbs, right? Right, right? And so, people, 90% of people couldn't tell the difference. And even if it is really fresh, you're right, it costs about two bucks to make. It's just dough, right? It's just yeah. bread dough that they cook, they cook in a certain way. Uh, but every time you go to a restaurant, they say it's a fabulous, like, wood fired pizza. I'm like, nah, this is about <laughs> as good as a regular pizza I get delivered. Yeah. Like, oh, a wood fired oven. That's like, oh, just, no, just pizza. Or like, the spaghetti, you got to really try the spaghetti. It's amazing. No, just, just spaghetti. What's it called? The Pont? The Ponty? Ooh, no. Name, calling out my name. I like you. You're better than Abigail Breslin. You know who's uh, overrated? All photographers. Yes. Photographers are really fucking overrated. That that is not a difficult job. Terry Richardson you say is overrated? <laughs> I mean, he, he's an interesting case cuz he's he's basically just a, a porn guy. He takes bad polaroids of his models and everyone who's an oz. Yeah, I mean, anyone can do that, but and you know, there's some shit you can learn with photography like with the uh bouncing the lights around and uh, I just sounded like Cosby, but uh every photographer like you want to charge someone 500 bucks an hour to take photos, I could do the same thing. It does seem like, uh, especially with technology, it seems like selfies you see are pretty much as good yeah, as like it's the- advancing because no one's using film anymore. So you're you got a, a a camera that's that's video and you're just fucking around with the settings on it. Then you can alter the photo however you want after it's right. Done. And also the, the like the iPhone camera lens has become so advanced. Yeah. That it's like better than a camera that existed like before 10 years ago. Yeah. So you can take amazingly crystal clear photos with your iPhone now. Yeah. So what the photographer does with their $5,000 camera isn't really that much better. Yeah. They have the lighting. They have, the, like, they have those little umbrellas. You got to have the umbrellas, dude. If you want to be a real photographer, you got to move the umbrellas around a lot. Well, I think that's a lot of it is they're just fidgeting shadows. around pretending like they're trying to do something. Yes. Well, they're getting rid of the shadows, which, by the way, if they don't get rid of them, you just get rid of them in Photoshop. Yeah. So it's not that hard. I get rid of I get rid of shadows in Photoshop in two seconds. So you get rid of that, too. So I think a photographer, is anybody else you want to call out before we uh, conclude that uh, half America is overrated? I mean, Kanye West is insanely overrated. Ah, I think we get to bl- a black person eventually. Is, uh, you see him on SNL, and it's like... Okay, he's he has a weird facial expression, like he's angry. And outside of that, it's it's almost like something you would see in Vegas. It's like other <laughs> people singing. And he's an okay rapper, I suppose. But he, he lays out a lyric every now and then, but it's mostly the backup singers. It's, it's like Britney. It's like Britney's other show. people singing, and he's like there in a fucking ridiculous looking t shirt. And 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 then people have the nerve to say like, "Oh man, this guy's really talented." Uh, so you're really more upset about the people who say that. 
Here's where I'm going to say it's overrated. Every single NBA coach, <laughs> and pretty much every football coach and baseball manager as well, I believe it's 99% personnel. And that, like, you watch an NBA coach, and they like the guys come to the sideline, and sometimes they'll draw up a play or whatever. These guys have been playing for 30 years. What's the play? You know, the pick and roll. It's going to be this. Let's try this. There's like four or five plays in basketball. But almost invariably, like, say, having Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, and Clay Thompson on your team helps you win a lot. Yeah. Even if you don't call a play. <laughs> like, or just, you know, here, set a screen and shoot. No, yeah. I mean, literally, I'm, it might sound arrogant, but it's not. I could coach the Warriors right now. Roll the ball out. I mean, because in the NBA, you could have a coach that says to do something, and the player will just ignore him. Yes. So right there, you've kind of lost the battle. Anthony's just shooting no matter what. (laughs) But you're right. They always talked about uh, 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 what's his name uh, from from the 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 Bulls and the Lakers, the the Zen the Zen Master Jackson Phil Jackson. How he was like his real skill. They always say when when it gets to the elite level, they say his skill is managing personalities. Right. Like. I guess, but, like, is that a real unique skill? I, I think mean, that was always code for, like, he, he kind of blended in, which is code, again, for, like, he didn't really do anything. Right? Uh, yeah, he, did, I mean, he didn't piss him off, but I that's mean, not an especially elite skill is to not, not be abrasive. I suppose if you could get, like, Alan Iverson to be a team player, that would be a skill in itself. Like, you know, or, 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 you know like we talked about Carmelo Anthony. If you could get them to actually, like, be a more of a team player and pass the ball once in a while. I guess that's a skill in itself, mm-hmm. but that's not a grand genius skill. That's not. <laughs> right. That's not. The, that's not. That's not up there with like the uh, Copernicus in terms of discoveries. You can't really. You can't really call him a genius. They throw the word genius around a lot. Here's the other guy, Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg I didn't even invent Facebook. He, you know, I forget whether he stole it or not, but it was someone else's idea. He took the algorithm and built this thing, and it turned into a, you know the biggest business in the entire world. But now that they, they go to him for, like, you know, like, his ideas on other things, you got to invent at least a second thing. Like, he kind of fell into Facebook. And he was, he was smart enough to steal it from his friend and, and to, you know, whatever else. He's not a, he's not a dumb guy, for sure. He's so a smart he stole guy. the concept and, like, coded it or something? Well, like he that? stole the concept. He got sued and he paid out the, twin, the twins, uh, played by Army, Ar- Arnie Hammer in the movie. Mm-hmm. He paid him out, like, $80 million in a lawsuit they settled. Uh, because he took their idea of the social network at school and started using that. And then his buddy, the other guy, the, the, the Cuban Jew, did all the like actual technical work on it. They made it the algorithm that made it work. So what did Zuckerberg do? He got like uh, someone to f- put in the first thousand bucks. Oh, <laughs> like he got. I mean, he was like a business. He was like the guy who went out was the face of it and got like the. He was like Elon Musk is to you know to. to oh, I kind of thought he like because no, in the movie he no, was no. doing so much typing, fat like fast. Typing. He was no, it was not. He was not. He's not a technology genius by any means. Now he obviously made a lot of very right decisions to get where he is. But the idea that like some guy like or the guys who founded Google did the Google algorithm, they always call them like business geniuses. But they failed at every other business they've tried, pretty much. Like, Mark Cuban actually started some several successful businesses. He's shown that he actually has a business mind. Yeah. He may be a dick, but, I mean, he's actually shown, like, he actually is the guy you'd want working with you on a project. Well, these other guys just have done Zuckerberg, a genius. He's always labeled, like, a tech genius or a Silicon Valley genius. But for, for, like, for what? I mean, yes, you got $50 billion, but you kind of just, you know, Warren Buffett has to keep making good investment ideas over and over again yeah after 40 years you can't just have one idea i remember there's always like the one guy you knew like i don't know in the city in the neighborhood like struck it rich on one idea when they're like 30 
another 70 and they're still living well and they're like oh that guy was such a big what is i'm like no they had one lucky break it's like winning the lottery basically yeah i always reject that idea because it really pisses me off i'll say something like uh you know uh kanye west music is uh, awful and then some douchebag will inevitably chime in and go yeah well uh, he's got a lot of money Yes. And I go, uh, yes. I don't really care. That's not what we were talking about. I wasn't discussing his fucking portfolio. I was. I, I would like to t- keep this to a musical theory standpoint and, and discuss how shitty his song is. Well, we live in a capitalist society, Matt, so uh, money, is seen, money is seen as some indicator of success, which I can see if you're in a business where you're re- easily replaceable. Right. Like your talent level is easily replaceable. There is a skill. Like I always go back to Madonna. Because she's made whatever God gobs of money, you know, being what she is, there is a skill to rising above the rest of the people who can do exactly what you're doing. Yeah. So you did something right. She made a lot of right marketing decisions, like even doing like those dirty, raunchy sex books and shit like that, and you know, get angry in the Catholic Church and whatever else she did. She made those con- very conscious decisions that set her apart from everybody else. And in that, I think she's an accomplished person. But yeah, as a musical talent, no, there's nothing. There's nothing there. Kanye has managed to create himself into a place where people like will pay $500 for his sweatshirts mm-hmm. and a lot of people will pay $500 for his sweatshirts and for whatever reason he's created that cult of personality and he must have done some of that himself right I think yeah I think it's just having the, the ambition to decide that that's what you want to do and that's what you care about I guess will you now admit that Kanye West is a genius and you misspoke earlier when you said he was overrated you know who else is overrated the guy that checks off your receipt at a Costco What's the point of that fucking guy? So you don't believe he's looking? If I wanted to steal an iPod from Costco, I, that's exactly what I would do. There's no guy with a Sharpie that's going to stop me. I'm convinced, after going through TSA again recently, I'm convinced that everything they do at TSA is just is just made up. Like, they're like, the right letters on your boarding pass. They just like, can I see this? Oh, they write, like, look at you, and they write a couple letters down. They're like, yeah, that was nothing, right? That's just absolutely nothing. <laughs> I walked, so last night I walked through the, the metal thing. They always say, take your belt off, take your belt off. Big deal. I forgot to take my belt off. I walked through, nothing happened. Yeah. I'm convinced it's just a fake setup. There's just nothing going on there. And just like every 10th person, they're going like, all right, man, we, gotta, we, gotta, we saw something suspicious. <laughs> like, there's, no yeah. way, there's no way that system's working to do anything. It's just like they set it up. It's made of styrofoam. I'm convinced it's made of styrofoam. It's like a fake playset. Like yeah, a Fisher sometimes they like search you after you go through the detector, and I'm like, well, then why do you have this thing exactly? Yes. Uh, they fail. They fail every single test pretty much when they put a gun or a bomb part through. <laughs> it's just a waste of time. What if you have a fake dick? <laughs> a fake dick? Yeah. I don't know. Well, we'll find out. Uh, well, not Bruce Jenner. It's fake vagina. Uh, all right, our final segment this week, uh, panties in a bunch. What has my panties in a bunch? Uh, Matt, David Schwimmer. You don't hear a lot about David Schwimmer anymore. Talking about overrated. Yeah, Holy real, shit. Yeah, right? Uh, David Schwimmer did Friends 20 years ago. That's 20 years ago. Uh, and I know he got typecast, and they made a lot of money, so I guess he didn't have to do anything else after that. And most of those guys haven't really done a lot. Uh, they played themselves for a long time after that, and they haven't really done tremendous things. Jennifer Aniston went on to fame, but she hasn't really done anything of of artistic merit. Well, Friends was fucking horrible. It was, but they became famous for the... I mean, Schwimmer was known as, like, the nerdy Ross, right? And it's hard to escape that. He was, like, the the dorky... He was a dorky anthropologist. No, no penis type Yes, of exactly. And, you know, if you do that for seven years or eight years on a super hit show, that's who you are to everybody forevermore. Now, you get paid $200 million for that privilege, so it's yeah, not so bad. It's fine. Uh, but if you want to keep working as an artist, it's tough. So we haven't heard much from him. So he's come out now... 
and done this. Uh, you said this was odd, an odd choice for a man to choose. He's doing a series of vignettes to educate the population on what is sexual harassment, what is not sexual harassment. No one asked him to do this, right? <laughs> no. No, well, uh, he got involved in the... Pro- they always say we got. I, I learned about a case and I got really involved in this project. It's always odd when it's always odd to me when men pick up like women's issues. Not that they shouldn't support it, but make it their mission. And, vi- and by the way, there is no vice versa because you never see women pick up men's issues ever. It's always the guys picking up the women's issues. What would a woman do? Like, well, uh, no, you never see women fighting for dads' rights or for like you know paying ma- child support, masculine rights or the right to like whatever. No, they don't. And they, they shouldn't be. Why would they? They have no. They have no sympathy. There's, there's no natural sympathy there, right? So for a guy to go like, I want to stop sexual harassment. And by the way, he did mention there was no sexual harassment on Friends, but of course it happens on every other set. Just to be clear, never happened on my show, but happens on every other set. So well, it's who definitely would have been doing it. I, I, well, Tom Selleck, he's he's a gay guy. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't see anyone on the set of Friends that would have been doing any. Okay, Tom. Well, oh, Tom Selleck was on Friends. You're right for a very short while. Yeah, he was, he was on Friends, right? Yeah, he was. He was married. He married. He was a father of one of the one of the girls. I can see Ben Stiller can... doing some some harassing. Also, he was not on the show. Yeah, he was on Friends. Was he? He was not on... maybe for like an episode. <laughs> there were six major cast members, and neither Selleck or Ben Stiller. None were one of the them. six main ones were doing any harassing. I, I... No, but I think the production crew or like you know managers, directors, that kind of stuff, telling, "Hey, girl, get your you know move your tits along or whatever." He's trying to say there's none of that shit going on, hmm. which is whatever. I mean, it's always convenient. This, it's very, very, very convenient. So, but now he's got this new series of, of very well produced, expensive looking vin- five minute vignettes called "That's Harassment." I thought to say "That's Entertainment." It was like "That's Harassment," which I think is meant to imply like <laughs> I think it's meant to imply like you may not have known this, but what you're about to see is actually harassment. So pay so pay attention. What a weirdo! It's it's bizarre. And the first one is like the first one involves a photographer, and he got by the way he got very big actors involved in this thing. So Bonnie, uh, Bobby uh, Cannavale, a uh, very big working actor these days, yeah. uh, plays a creepy photographer who's uh, shooting a girl, and she's an actress too. I forget her name in a in a fashion shoot, and then he starts telling her to like touch herself and be more seductive in the shoot, mm-hmm. and she's obviously uncomfortable with it. But he's telling her how hot she looks and how oh, she even he even says you're giving me a hard on. Well, what kind of photo? Sh- is it a porno shoot or no, just a modeling shoot? No, it's a modeling shoot. Well, what is he going to have a photo of her finger banging herself <laughs> in Vogue? Well, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't matter. And oh, by the way, there's like 20 other women on set behind him just standing there. <laughs> and so it's just, it's just weird thing. Like, and by the way, is that a really common issue for women? You got to hate it when you go modeling and the guy makes you want to do, you know, awkward sexually suggestive things. Did no one see like the movie Fame? Or ever read an article about uh, uh, Uncle Terry Richardson? <laughs> like, who doesn't know that female models are put upon at modeling shoots? But who is not aware of that as an issue? Well, yeah, I think that's it's the job, isn't it? To, it? to look sexy and you have a director. I mean, obviously, you know, it's like shove this uh, zucchini in your cunt, but like, <laughs> well, it's like, aren't they supposed to do what the guy's saying within reason? Well, you know, the Terry Richardson models would always, the big name, the big name women who backed him would always say he never made me do that. And it's probably true he never made the big name people do that shit. He always slapped his dick against like some Slovakian lady who was like, need, really needed a job. Right. So I get that part, but that doesn't seem like, if you're picking the biggest issue of sexual harassment, picking the model who's asked to like, show too much skin or to be topless if she doesn't want to be famous, doesn't seem it's very relatable to David Schwimmer's circle of friends, but not really to America. And the second one is called the second one they put out is called The Doctor, 
when the uh, evil guy from uh, House of Cards, the schemy Doug, Doug, the bad guy who kills kills everybody for the president, uh, he's a doctor. Cynthia Nixon goes to see her doctor. And as is often the case, Matt, I'm sure when you go see your doctor, a different doctor walks in who you've never met before hmm. and asks to, asks to examine your privates. It's like you know? a Curb Your Enthusiasm episode. It's like It starts off with Cynthia Nixon like, oh, where's doctor, my doctor? Oh, it turns out he's on vacation and no one told you before you got here, which never happens. And I'm a strange guy you've never met before, but I'm going to give you an exam. And you go, okay, sounds, sounds good. Like, I mean, that yeah, might fly in Ru- Soviet era Russia. <laughs> a lot yeah, of I feel like the doctor calls and says, you know, I'm I had a, something come up, so my close associate, yeah, or uh, like a, someone at the desk or nurse would inform you, maybe. Also, by the way, do you think Cynthia Nixon and other really wealthy Hollywood ladies would let a stranger into the room to examine them? I guess I'm not fully understanding the premise of this uh, little scene. That's harassment, Matt. So uh, the guy, the the, the, the creepy well, new it sounds doc- like more than harassment. It sounds like highly illegal. I mean, <laughs> yes. this guy's like a like yes. a homeless guy pretending to be a doctor. It sounds like something dentists go to jail for all the time, <laughs> drugging their patients and touching them. So he, she has a headache. She comes in for a sinus a sinus headache, and he ends up giving her a breast unwanted breast exam while she stares at the camera and, and, and tries to well up a tear. So if you have a headache and someone says take your shirt off, right there, you should exit the room. Well, if, let's put it this way. If it was your doctor of 20 years and you trusted him, you might go, okay, that's weird. But, you know, he's my doctor. I've seen him a thousand times. Yeah. If it's a weird, unscheduled doctor replacement guy who's an evil, bald guy from House of Cards, <laughs> you might at some point say, and you're a woman and he's a guy, you might at some point go like, can I see a badge, maybe? Is there, can I see your license? Something? Can I, can I call a nurse in to be here? And by the way, I think they usually, don't they usually have... I guess that's in guy. They usually have a female nurse in the room when the doctor's alone with the female patient. Oh, is that right? Yeah, just to make sure not you know they can not just for their own protection to make sure they would get sued, accused of this kind of stuff. I didn't know that. Uh, you're not a woman, Matt, like myself and Bruce Jenner. Uh, so here's my point. Here's what has my panties in a bunch. Hollywood rich Hollywood people seem really out of touch, and they they might Schwimmer may have good intentions. I believe he probably did this just for his own reel to get his shit out there because no one's. He wants to direct, and no one's looking at his stuff. Uh, and these are very well made, very highly, you know, very big production value in these things. Uh, isn't it just a pointless venture for Hollywood people, rich Hollywood people, to try and act like they understand the problems of common people and to do PSAs and the like? It's completely futile. Right? There's no way that could possibly work out. Is that right? Well, I mean, I think any PSA, unless it's really specific, like, hey, you know, that broccoli from Trader Joe's from yes. two weeks ago, do not eat that, throw that. Like, I get that. But when it's just really common sense stuff, and then now it's gone a step further into it's, it's sort of like it's not common sense stuff in that it makes no sense. Like these scenarios are bizarre. No, and it seems to only uh, affect – this is like issues that like affect people who live on a six-block radius in Brentwood. <laughs> like this is their – like they're very particular issues. Like this is what they this is what they are worried about. But these issues are like – you remember that old sketch on uh, Saturday Night Live when uh, – I think it was Dan Rather wanted to take the summer off, so he went through every news story. It was like, uh, today President Jimmy Carter yes. was killed by lions. Yes. And then he, so then he goes, while surfing. And then he <laughs> yeah. had to keep, like, I feel like, yeah, you can do as many, like, bizarre, like, Twilight Zone-style scenarios as you want. 
But really, we all understand the basic uh, premise here that you shouldn't be sexually assaulted by your doctor. <laughs> yes. Like, you're not bringing any attention to this subject in any meaningful way. Well, last week we had the, the Black China and Rebecca Romaine, like, explain how guys who have sex with girls should pay for their health care. And, like, that's the real issue. That's the real issue we're facing is, like, there's just the people. I mean, you look at everyone who puts the shit together. And there's no one in this group. Of, it's just like the Pepsi ad, right? There's no one in this group to say, like, oh, wait a minute. Is this really on target for what we're trying to get across here? Right. Or is this just a bunch of, like, wealthy people getting together and having a really bad idea on how to help people? I you think know? it's probably a write-off or something. I, th- I honestly think he's trying to get a job out of this. So, uh, I think is, the, is what? Uh, no, but I think he's directed these people. He wanted, like, Bobby Cannavale to be, like, this really creepy, like, uh, taxi driver character who's, like, masturbating and, like, harassing a girl, and the girl's crying, and it's a real moment. And What's like, he trying to do, fucking PSA the movie? <laughs> like, what kind of job? I, well, first of all, so he picks a so he picks a politically, very politically correct topic Yeah, where he's going to, like, receive only accolades. He'll probably win awards for this shit, right? If nothing else, he's going to win a lot of insider awards for this, for being a... He'll get a women's rights awards and all this other shit. Then everyone's seeing this stuff, and it looks really good. He's, like... And he's bringing big-name actors to do these really... How'd you get Bobby, Con- Bobby Cannavale to agree to do that? I mean, you really... It was great. I think he's trying to, to get a job out of this. Maybe. <laughs> that's, a, that's the only reason. You said it was weird that guys get involved in these issues. <laughs> I think he's swimmer's got something going on here. By the way, for the record, he just he's only been in the news lately because he's getting divorced from his wife of uh, five years or whatever, six years, who was a cocktail waitress who he hit on at a bar... And slept with it and ended up getting married to. Well, it's not sexual harassment if the chick's into it. But no, but what I'm saying is if anyone knows sexual harassment, how about cocktail waitress? Right. Well, I'd also pose the question that there's no way to know if someone's into it before you uh, do anything or say anything. Right? It can't well, be like, you wouldn't uh, slap her on the ass, right? No, of course not. But, uh, you know, I, I would think it, it could be considered sexual harassment if you said, would you like to go have dinner sometime? Uh, it probably could be. Although, Schwimmer has not made a video about that yet. So. <laughs> <laughs> that will be coming once he gets, like, some Hayek and some other people cast in the next show. Uh, Matt, you have something you wish to pip and promote on the show this week? Uh, MattRalston.net. And, uh, let's see, April 20th, I'm doing a screening of this pilot I started at the Hollywood Improv. You can find it on uh, improv.com or something along those lines. Where can the Trump lawyers reach you at? Also, the uh, Panera Bread down here on, on Laurel Canyon and, and Ventura Boulevard. Lots of mayonnaise packets, which as you can see I, I stole some. I'm going to make some deviled eggs later. So, Oh, is this your way of getting a shout out to Panera Bread for stealing mm-hmm. their condiments? Yeah, it's a, it's a better restaurant than fucking Scott Conan's bullshit ass restaurant. One day I would, make, I would like to make a list of the lamest crimes ever. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm gonna, I, I don't know where it will fall exactly, but I was going to say top 10 for stealing mayonnaise packets. I don't know if that's a crime. Oh, oh, oh it starts out small. It's a gateway, Matt. That's I think Brian has a something, too, right? Well, it's on the same night as your show, but if you really want oh, me to promote it. Oh, I see. <laughs> Which show should I go to, Brian? Well, if, if you're more into music or something, I'm playing at Bar One where I host the Starving Artist Show on the first Monday of every month. But this is my third year in a row I'll be playing on April 20th, playing a bunch of weed-related songs. Um, I don't know nice. if once a year counts as a residency or not, but... Uh, uh, I think it's a, that's what Britney Spears calls it. You're good, <laughs> you're good dude. I would like to uh, thank Rocco's Bar in Studio City. 
the great crowd at Rocco's will probably pump up that uh, fake applause if you can. What the Chelsea Handler, Chelsea Handler fake applause or the Disney TV channel fake applause. Rocco's in Studio City. Come for the pizza. Stay for the podcast. This is Lex. Last minute. Talk to you next week.